Welcome to Stories from the Field. This podcast is meant to celebrate and educate on what God is doing in the nations. Because sometimes the nations can feel like a far out distant idea, and we're here to share that they're real. Maybe these stories inspire you to become an overseas missionary yourself, or maybe they inspire you to share with your neighbor across the street. God isn't looking for those with all the talent and accolades, but for the humble and the willing. He'll take care of the rest. So from the powerful to the funny, inspiring to the awkward, these are stories from a day at the office from fellow missionaries. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. The guest today on the show is a Close friend and close brother of mine, we have the one and only Jason Horton. Say hello. Hey, guys. Um, Jason, how we normally do this, we'd love to hear an introduction of yourself. Um, Where are you from? How long have you been around Overland? Uh, Do you play any musical instruments? Feel free to toss in a fun fact about yourself, but we'd love to hear an introduction. Great, yeah. I was born in Ohio, but raised in Wisconsin for most of my life. Um, I actually didn't know that. That was that was news to me right there. It's true. I moved there when I was um, just about one year old, so basically born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, lived in the Madison area, a little town called Dodgeville, 5,000 people. Nice. Um, but as soon as I graduated high school from there, I went to college at UW, and it was actually there that I met the Lord, and it was through a couple of missionaries that were on campus evangelizing with a with an organization called Crew or Campus Crusade. Many of you have probably heard of that organization, and it impacted my life so deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, very soon after those missionaries chatted with me, they invited me to a Bible study, and that's actually how I eventually got connected with Zach. Uh, he uh-huh. and a couple other guys, uh, a man named Jose and a man named Andrew, just poured into me a ton, and eventually I gave my life to the Lord through those relationships, just reaching out to me and showing me the love of Christ. Um, And because of how deeply that impacted me, just like people going out of their way to preach the gospel uh, publicly, unashamedly, I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life. So I kind of went down all these different avenues of... You know, I could could minister in the church, in the the pastorate, I could... well, I don't think I could, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Lord called me there, but I tried it out, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and I could maybe I could minister in leading worship. Maybe I could minister on college campuses like, sure. like people were doing for me. And, or maybe I could join the global missions field. And I just tried all those avenues and found myself advanced missions training in 2019 with oh, Overland yeah. and just heard the Lord very clearly speak to me. Mm. when I was there, um, direct my life and call me into the missions field, uh, overseas, long term. Awesome. Here I am in the expedition department and soon traveling to the Middle East, North Africa for long term uh, sector sure. lifestyle. Great. Jason Horton. It's uh, We actually did AMT together in the same class in 2019. Um We've also been to some other Christian conferences together, one of which I did attain a black eye. Um, yeah. We don't need to get into that story <laughs> right now. It was all in good fun. I was oh. the cause of the black <laughs> eye. <laughs> um, but that's, that's not the testimony from the field we'll share no. right here. Different healing testimony. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But Jason, I gave you the prompt of we want to hear a, a story from the field. You know what? What is a way that the Lord has worked in and through you, um, where you've just seen Him touch someone? Uh, the floor, the floor is yours. All right. Yeah. Thank you. By the way, thanks for inviting me on here. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk today a little bit about the spiritual gift of tongues, and that being the angelic tongues we read about in First Corinthians thirteen, but understand it in context and different pieces of scripture all throughout the book of Acts and elsewhere in the New Testament. Um, but yeah, let me let me share a story to to get that ball rolling. Um, because I didn't know too much about tongues, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in Catholic church and then, uh, you know, finding the Lord later in college, I still like, I really had no idea what that gift was until coming to Overland. Sure. Um, so I've made it kind of a point in my life to teach other people. As much as I know, what little that may be, <laughs> uh, as much as I know at this current state about the gift. And so I found myself leading an expedition uh, alongside a number of other leaders in our department um, this, past, this past season overseas in Zambia. And it was for the advanced missions training program that Overland holds twice a year. Mm-hmm. And on this expedition, there was a good friend of mine from college. His name was Matt. Nice. And I was I was super stoked to have him doing AMT. Uh, we weren't very close when we were in college, but now on the other side, we've become a lot closer friends. And being able to pour into him on that trip was great. And he's a man of great wisdom himself. So there's a reciprocal pouring that happens. But he does, he didn't know too much about tongues. So I just took sure. him aside and I and I said, you know, what do you what do you think of this spiritual gift? What does it mean to you? And He's like, I'm not really sure, but I want it. I know the Bible says I should pursue this thing. And I know that it's supposed to edify me. It's supposed to build up my faith. But I don't understand exactly how to, how to do that. Something's so. going on here. I know I want it, but what exactly is yeah. going on? It's yeah. good. So, of course I want it. And I was yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly where I was. And um, the way that it was explained to me is that the Holy Spirit can fill you in such a way that he flows out from you, mm. right? Every Christian has complete access to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But there's a shift when you say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm actually yielding to you so that I'm not just full of you, but I'm beginning to overflow and pour into the people around me with you. Mm-hmm. And so I prayed for him to receive the Holy Spirit in that way. Not, not to receive the Holy Spirit in terms of salvation, but so that it would flow out from him, mm. so that he would flow out from him. The Holy yeah. Spirit's a person. Um, and one of the ways that happens is through tongues. So I, I just prayed that over him, and nothing happened in the moment. Sure. Which, same thing happened to me. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes people just start spouting off right. in tongues right away, and, and that's amazing. And I believe for that when I, when I pray for people to receive that gift. But sometimes it doesn't happen. It didn't happen for me. And so I said to him, Matt, just go off into, into the wilderness. Get alone. 40 days and 40 nights. Don't eat anything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I just said, go off and find some space right now and just speak to the Lord, you know, pray to the Lord and then believe the Lord that you can speak in tongues. Because he Mm -hmm. says, he says in his word through Paul, earnestly desire this gift. And what do we know of the Lord? We know that he gives us good gifts when we ask for them. He says, anything you ask in my name will be given to you. Yeah. So I said, he says that, ask him, receive it and do it. You actually have to open your mouth and do it. Mm. So I just left him to his own devices. Yeah. And... No report back from him, nothing at all. Um, but 
a few hours pass and just kind of drop that bomb you're like i wonder how that turned out yeah <laughs> just sometimes that's the best off. way to do it that's so many great <laughs> leaders in my life have just you know just set off that time bomb and you know however it looks in faith they've just given me a word and i just have to deal with it myself and yeah and of course it's not actually by myself the holy spirit convicts you in those moments yeah so a few hours pass and we put together teams to go out and minister in a village because at this point we had taken our amt group and mm-hmm. we were we had set up camp and we were ready to go from home to home and just preach the gospel mm-hmm. and see the lord move miraculously um, and I, I had plotted secretly with the coordinator of the teams. Um, I think it was my wife, actually, that was coordinating <laughs> teams on that trip. I was like, you got to put Matt on our team. And um, so Lindsay, my wife, she did. She put him on our team that day, and we went out to a house where there were three old women, old Zambian women, mm-hmm. who it was very clear they were excited to hear the word of the Lord. Hmm. There's some, there's some days when I go to a home and it's like, these people want nothing to do with the word of life <laughs> and they're still deserving of hearing it. Yes. So I still, yeah. you know, I still bring it in excitement and, and right. understanding of the power of the blood over anyone's life. But when you find people that are hungry for the word, it's a totally different story. Sure. It's, there's just so much more that's able to happen in the spirit realm when yeah. someone's hungry after God. Yeah. Not because he's limited, but because we limit ourselves sometimes. Um, anyways, these ladies were hungry. And we were <laughs> preaching the gospel, and they're receiving so well. Uh, and, and in fact, all three of them decided to give their lives to Christ that day. Come on. It was, it was incredible. Come on. And, and a lot of these women were like 60, 70 years old. Um, Wow. Which is hard to imagine. Be, being, even myself, I went probably 17, 18 years without knowing the Lord, mm. uh, Him truly in relationship. Um, and I have a feeling that they, that God had revealed Himself in certain ways to those women. But to wait until you're 70 to begin a fullness of covenant with yeah. God, man, that's, that's hard to imagine. But it's amazing all the same. Yeah. There's nothing lost in time with the Lord. Yeah. Anyways, right. uh, these ladies had uh, some physical ailments in their bodies. And we okay. believe, you know, we believe that God can and, and loves to heal mm-hmm. in any opportunity, you know. So we, whenever we go and preach the gospel, we look for those opportunities to mm-hmm. let, uh, to, to enter into the healing power of God and just Watch him work wonders. Let's see the kingdom be demonstrated here. Exactly. So this lady had um, knees that were pretty, um, pretty destroyed. Honestly, from just imagine decades of carrying um, gallons and gallons of water on your head every sure. single morning, every single afternoon, and it's a lot of miles. And that's a fraction of the work that you do each day. Right. Know? So her knees were were horribly uh, afflicted with pain and and arthritis and. So we prayed for her, for her to be healed, and nothing immediately happened. And in those moments, I like to just pray again, believe mm. the Lord to do something. And so we, we went to pray again for this lady's knees, and Matt kind of just stepped in with a, a fresh boldness. He's a really reserved person. He, and, he's, he's, a, he's a reserved guy, yeah. And I think the Lord has gifted him in that way, to be sure. you know, reserved and a deep thinker and a deep lover of theology and mm. to teach others through that. There's, but there's not many moments where he's just bold and in your face. And this was a moment where he just caught the fire and just stormed up to this woman. It was like, all of a sudden, he just started speaking in tongues for the first time. 
He just starts speaking in tongues, just filled with faith, and lays his hands on this woman's knees, wow. and we we prayed that second time, and her face just lit up, and she she started she stood up from the she was sitting on the ground, stood up from the ground, and started dancing around, and oh my goodness, uh, yeah, it was an amazing way to to end our time with that family wow. that, that day, you know, um, because it's it's yeah. certainly the greatest miracle. To be saved by the Lord. Amen. It's the greatest miracle. But then to see that that great spiritual profundity, profundity, however you pronounce that word, <laughs> confirmed with a physical appearance of his presence, of his power, you know, it's just great. Yeah. It's just a good thing. Yeah. It's just, this is actually the kingdom of God. It and is. You just had, you, the he- heaven and earth overlap just now. Exactly. And you got to experience the restoration uh, like for it to be on earth as it is in heaven like this is how god meant for it to be yeah that's right and so we went from that house full of joy you oh, know, yeah. uh, full of excitement invited that that those three ladies and their families who were out working in the fields to come and uh enjoy partake in the night meetings that we'd be having continue hearing the word of god continue worshiping with other believers in the area yeah and afterwards, I just debriefed with Matt for a second, and I was like, "So, so uh, what happened back there?" <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I heard you. But last time we chatted, you sounded a little weird. Uh, you know, like what were you saying back there? And he's like, "Dude, I spoke in tongues." He was so excited. Yeah. But when he's excited, he kind of almost whispers. Like, <laughs> he doesn't want to know. He doesn't want people to know that he's excited. No. But yeah, so he's like, "I spoke in tongues." I was like, "What was that like?" And he said. This is the strangest explanation that I've ever heard of tongues, by the way. He was like, it was like my body became a cutout and the glory of heaven shone through it. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's actually, that's an interesting way to put it. Because that's what happened. Yeah. You know, his body, his flesh. Yeah. You know, the the five senses that he lived in took a break for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. Which they should probably always take a break. <laughs> Let's be honest. We shouldn't live according to our five senses. Mm. But they took a break for that moment, and he, and because he pushed that off, his spirit man was able to to recount what was happening mm. spiritually in the moment. And what was happening was God's glory, God's presence was touching this woman, and he got to act as the means for that presence to be ushered in. Um, wow. And so, yeah, I just briefly want to, with that story in mind, understanding that the purpose of everything that happened that day was this woman getting saved and restored by the King of Kings. I just want to highlight tongues for a second in that. I was going to say, because I mean, I know maybe for some of you listeners, maybe you've come from a more charismatic church, like, oh, AG church, Methodist church, whatever, Pentecostal, and you're like, oh, tongues, I've heard of it, know, know how it works. Um, and some of you view of me like I've heard that it's a gift, but like I've also heard no one talk about it, so I don't necessarily know what we're talking about. And some of you feel pretty antsy when the topic comes up. And so, like Jason, what would you say? Because I mean, you even came from a background where you felt pretty hesitant about the gift of tongues at first. And so hesitant is an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. So like, what would I mean? What would you say to you to to someone listening, like hearing this, like, okay, that sounds neat, but what? What's going on? How do, how do I understand this? What do I do with this? Yeah, well, I was chock full of pride. <laughs> so I don't think that I would listen What's to anything word? that I would say. I, I'm going to believe a lot better about your, your listeners, though. I'm sure that um, 
I'm sure that they are much more willing to receive and, and listen to the voice of the Lord. Um, but I guess, yeah, when it comes to tongues, there's a variety of perspectives. There's a variety of theological understandings of what that phrase means. It's a pretty loaded phrase. Mm-hmm. I would love to dive into those things, given timing. I just, I just probably won't today. You can give whoever's listening to this my contact info. Please reach out to me. Um, I would be happy to have further conversation. Sure. For the purpose of this conversation, we're assuming that tongues is, like I said earlier, a heavenly language, an angelic language, uh, by which a man's spirit, hmm. right? Because you're, you're not just a body, and you're not just um, a bunch of different um, neurons. neurons firing. You're, you're also a spirit. That's the thing that God breathes into you, that breathes into Adam. It's, yeah. his, it's bearing his image, you know? So your spirit is able to communicate with the Holy Spirit hmm. in a way that doesn't involve human language, but spiritual language. That's what the Apostle Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians 14. Um, early on in that chapter, I've, I've got the, the Bible open here. Mm-hmm. He says, one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. He utters mysteries in his spirit. Um, to God, he utters mysteries in his spirit. And then there's a bunch more verses in that chapter that kind of confuse things a little bit. He's saying, hey, don't, don't necessarily do this in a, in a church assembly. You know, don't, it's better to prophesy. It's be, you know. Again, I'd love to dive into all those things. But at its base, mm-hmm. tongues is a gift from the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. Therefore, it is the best possible gift you can receive from any being in existence. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and there, there's even a gift that's even better than it is prophecy. But that doesn't mean like... You know, you're not going to trade in tongues or start making receive tongues, you know, earnestly desire this thing, believe the Lord that he can provide it for you and then step out and do it uh, because of what it's able to help accomplish. Hmm. When you speak in a tongue, you're able to edify yourself in such a way you're able to build up your faith and say, God, I'm believing you for a massive move right now. I'm believing you to do miraculous things. I'm not believing via my five senses. I'm believing via the spirit you've put inside of me. The spirit who you have instructed, you've instructed to say, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Father, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Is there there sickness in heaven? Is there discouragement in heaven? Is there, you know, is there sin in heaven? No. No. And so when we can communicate with God and bolster our own selves in such a way that we understand that deeply within our being, it allows us to step out in faith in a new way. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of what happened with Matt in that story. Mm-hmm. I don't think he didn't have faith. Right. Of course he had faith. He's, he's out there for three months sharing <laughs> the gospel in the bush. You got to have faith. To, well, you don't. There are some people that could just do it. But it would be fruitless. You know, mm-hmm. this man was producing fruit. He had yeah. faith. But in a moment, that faith was elevated. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when he laid hands on that woman, he knew that healing was coming right now. In fact, he commanded healing come right now by faith, and God made it happen. Yeah, and that's available to anyone. Hmm. That's available when you when you earnestly desire this gift and actually try to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's available to you. This elevation of faith and so, intimacy with God. You know. So, what would you say to someone? You're right. I was like, wow, love the testimony. Praise the Lord. Power, power, God. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I wanna. I'm sold. I want to receive tongues. Yeah. How do I do that? Yeah. That's, that's a bit of a longer conversation than two minutes, but I'll try my very best. Um, essentially, in the early church, this is how it went down. 
Jesus Christ said to the apostles, Tarry here, and I'll send, I will send power from on high, and then you'll be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, day of Pentecost comes, the Holy Spirit fills them, they begin speaking in tongues, they begin prophesying, they begin to boldly proclaim the gospel. So to you, I would say, and those, by the way, those apostles were already saved. Okay. Yeah. So yep. if you're a Christian, you're hearing this, like, I already have the Holy Spirit. That's amazing. And now ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life in such a way that he overflows from mm. every pore of you. You know, he overflows from your mouth. He overflows um, in every thought that you have. Say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me in such a way that I'm overflowing with power. Not just yeah. with, like, lovey-dovey feelings. Right. The apostles received power from on high to be witnesses. Over, like, fill me with your power, Holy Spirit. Fill mm-hmm. me with, with your gifts. If you ask him earnestly, it's yours. Mm-hmm. But just like any gift, if you, if you let it sit there under the tree, you don't unwrap it, you don't interact with it, yeah. what good is that gift? Yeah, yeah, it belongs to you, but you're not actually doing Like, if I get an RC car for Christmas, I'm not going to look at it in the plastic box that it's in. I'm going to unwrap that thing and drive it around. Right. And that's what you, you have to take by faith. These gifts, like tongues and, and many others that you can look up in 1 Corinthians 12. And, and you have to step out and try them. I think that's... There's grace for that, yeah. too. I've messed up before in operating in these gifts, and it's not like I'm destined for hell or, or a yeah. blasphemer of God. No, right. if, you do th- if you do something in love, mm-hmm. there's unlimited grace for you. Mm-hmm. No, I think, that's, I think that's really good to talk about, like the grace with it um because i know some people might even be wanting let's say i press in the holy spirit receiving spiritual gifts i think it's in luke 11 or luke 12 talking about we receive good gifts from our father you know he's not gonna give me a a snake you know i'm not gonna ask my father for a gift he's gonna give me a snake or i'm gonna ask him for a gift and he's gonna give me a scorpion but we actually know that the lord gives good gifts to his children that's right yeah and so you're not going to lord i pray for the gift of tongues and now I accidentally receive something not of you. Yeah. Right. I open myself to something spiritually that was dangerous. That's actually, if I'm praying to God the Father, I know I'm actually very safe. That's right. In praying for this. And actually, the one that you just cited, um, that passage, you're right, it's Luke 11. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two spots in the New Testament that that passage of like, if you ask, you know, how much more is your heavenly Father going to give? Sure. I think the first one is in Matthew. It could be mistaken. Uh, but that the one you cited actually says, uh, if sinful people know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit hmm. to those who ask Him? Yeah. So that passage doesn't even say good gifts. It says specifically the Holy Spirit. This is this thing, you know, yeah. this idea. So, but I completely agree with you. Yeah. Awesome. Jason, it's been a pleasure. Thanks having for having me. You. Yes, thanks for being on. Um, again, guys. If you uh, want Jason's contact, feel free to message myself, email me, reply to the newsletter. Um, We'll be happy to get you in contact with Jason. But guys, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And see ya.